Welcome to the Determined Truth Podcast. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Where we aim to explore questions of truth, the scriptures, and what it means for the church today. Here's your host, Rob Dalrymple. Hello everybody, my name is Rob Dalrymple. I want to welcome you to my podcast in the book of Revelation. In this series of podcasts, we're going to look at the book of Revelation from chapters 1 through 22. What did John say? How would John's readers have understood what he said? And what does it mean for us today? After we survey the 22 chapters in the book of Revelation, we'll then record some more podcasts that will examine some of the more popular topics. What about the beast and the Antichrist and the rapture and some of the more popular topics? For those of you who are interested, I encourage you to get a copy of my book, Follow the Lamb. It's a guide on how to read, understand, and apply the book of Revelation. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast by downloading the Podbean app on your smartphone and following the Determined Truth podcast. For now, I hope you sit back and enjoy our study of the book of Revelation. Today's podcast takes us to the final section of the book of Revelation. We're going to look at Revelation 22, 6 uh, through 21. We looked at Revelation 22, 6 through 9 briefly in our last section, but verses 6 through 9 kind of provide an overlap between the ending of the previous section and the beginning of the new one, so it'll be important to bring verses 6 through 9 into today's discussion. Revelation 22, verse 6. He said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his bondservants the things which must shortly take place. And behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. When I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. And he said to me, Do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours, and of your brothers the prophets, and of those who heed the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong. Let the one who is filthy still be filthy. Let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness. And let the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter by the gates into the city. Outside of the dogs and the sorcerers, and the immoral persons, and the murderers, and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. Let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take from the water of life without cost. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God shall add to him, the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. The book of Revelation concludes then with these repeated exhortations and promises of Christ's coming in order to warn God's people to remain faithful. G.K. Beale says, quote, the epilogue, or the closing of the book, now shows clearly that the purpose of this book is to induce holy obedience amongst God's people so that they may receive the reward of salvation. End quote. David Barr says the story has gone from a world controlled by evil to a world ruled by God. So, throughout this closing, then, there's a, a number of exhortations. The first one, verses 6 and 7, is uh, these words are faithful and true, that, that God has sent his angel to show what must soon take place, and God's coming quickly. So it's blessed is the one who heeds the words of this prophecy, which, of course, reminds us of Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, where there's a blessing to the one who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and do what is written in it. 
John then falls down to worship, and which remember he's fallen down before Jesus. Uh, the four living creatures and the elders fell down and worship before the throne. In chapter 7, the angels fall down before the throne and worship. In chapter 11, the elders fall down and worship God. And in chapter 19, the 24 elders and the four living creatures fall down and worship God. But in chapter 19, verse 10, and then again here in 22, verse 8, John falls down to worship an angel. He's told, do not do it. I'm just an angel. Worship God. John's then second exhortation is he's told, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, which reminds of the closing of the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel, Daniel's told to seal up the words of the prophecy of this book. Here, John's told, do not seal it up. And Daniel was told to seal it up because the time has not yet come. Uh, the, the time for this book to be unveiled has, has not yet happened. Well, I believe strongly myself that in Revelation 4 and 5, that that scroll that the Father has in his right hand is none other than the book of Daniel. And that the lamb, uh, the lion from the tribe of Judah, who is the lamb that was slain, he's the one who's worthy to open the book. And because he opens the book, he unseals it. And because it's unsealed now, the, the world needs to know, the, the church needs to know what it says and how to respond to it. The message of that book, which we've looked at already, is the message of the two witnesses, that God's people are then summoned to prophesy and to love and to faithfully persevere in loving sacrificial witness before the nations. They're going to die for that sacrificial witness, but and as a result of their death and their resurrection, the nations are converted. The nation's conversion is because they see the love and the faithfulness and the service of God's people, not because of wrath. So don't fill up the words of this, uh, of this book. The time is near. Another exhortation then occurs in verses 11 and 12. The one who does wrong, the one who's filthy, the one who's righteous, needs to keep doing so. Now, Daniel chapter 10 presents this as a fact, but Revelation presents it more as a command. It's, it's kind of a parallel with, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Of course, if you do wrong, if you're filthy, you're going to suffer judgment. So don't do that. The one who is righteous needs to persevere in righteousness. You still let the one who is holy still keep himself holy. It's reminded that the book of Revelation was written to the church. And it was written to the church as an exhortation to overcome. If you're righteous, you need to still be righteous. If you're holy, you need to still practice holiness. If you don't, if you follow after the beast, if you succumb to the mark of the beast and the temptations of the, of the, of the dragon, you will suffer, suffer eternal damnation just like those who follow the beast and the dragon do, as mentioned earlier in the book. The next exhortation is that Christ refers to himself as the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, verse 13, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. These are titles that apply to God throughout the entirety of the Old Testament. And they're also applied to God in chapter 1, verse 8. But now, and throughout the book of Revelation, I believe, they're applied to Christ. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those, we're told in verse 14, who wash their robes, that they may have the right to eat from the tree of life and may enter by the gates in the city. We're told in chapter 7, of course, that uh, the, the, the people of God, the, the great multitude, are those who, who've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. We know, of course, throughout the book of Revelation, that the garments of the righteous are white, um, but they're white because they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. The result then is they may uh, um, enter uh, by the gates in the city and may eat from the tree of life. Outside, of course, are those who are the dogs, the sorcerers, the immoral persons, the murderers, and idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying. As we noted earlier, these lists of the immoral persons almost always end with lying. Deception and uh, false prophecy is the danger of the church. That's why these exhortations, watch out for false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. The result is that those who do so get to take from the water of life without cost. 
The final exhortation in verses 18 through 20 is a warning for those who hear the words of the book of this prophecy. Do not add or take away from it. The context here is the book of Deuteronomy, where the book of Deuteronomy warns, do not add to the words of God or take away from the words of God. And it's always in the context of idolatry. False teaching regarding idolatry adds to God's law. It takes or it takes away from God's law by ignoring God's laws against idolatry. This is the compromise, the threat in the, in the seven letters of chapters 2 and 3, where false teachers had entered into the church and said, oh, it's okay to compromise with the pagan state. It's okay to compromise with the pagan uh, economic systems. As a result, uh, you can eliminate your persecution and suffering or your economic hardships. John warns, look, if you try to add to God's law or take away from God's law, you will suffer the consequence of doing so. It's a warning, then, to those within the church primarily, as evidenced by the fact that it begins with, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. The book of Revelation then ends, verse 20 and 21. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you would like more information on the Determined Truth podcast, you can find us on iTunes. You can follow Rob's blog at DeterminedTruth.com or purchase his books on Amazon.com. See you next time.